unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today, man? Nathan, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm super excited for today's show because we've got a special guest for the listeners. We do. Our guest today comes to us through the magic of the internet from Galicia, Spain, on the uh, northwest coast, and he knows a lot about mastermind groups. His name is Stan Dahl, and whether you know what a mastermind group is or not, you'll know a lot more about that today. I think you'll quickly see why they're important for direct response copywriters and owners of direct response businesses. Stan is the organizer and co-host of the Platinum Mastermind Group with John Carlton, the legendary copywriter who was on the show a couple months ago. But Stan's done a lot of other things, not just with masterminds, but out in the business world too. Uh, In the past life, he designed and helped bring to life cutting-edge information systems for the likes of Wells Fargo, Exxon, Starbucks, and even the U.S. Air Force and NATO. And over the last 10 years, working with Carlton, Stan launched the Simple Writing System Copywriting Training Program and a bunch of other things, including the Platinum Mastermind. These days, Stan's major focus in business, besides all of these enterprises he's running, is helping clients build and activate funnels that actually work and bring in money. And do you think I'm being sarcastic? Just look at all the funnels that don't. And yeah, I'm always sarcastic. Okay. But so before we bring in Stan for a transatlantic interview, let me bring this to your attention. Copy is powerful and you're responsible for how you use what you hear in this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated, in highly regulated industries, like health and finance and business opportunity. You may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So, Stan, first, welcome and and thanks for doing this. I'm excited to be here. Well, me me too. Before we get into it, I want to tell a a mastermind story I I think we'll all appreciate and might give our listeners some perspectives. Yesterday, I had the most amazing coaching call I can think of in recent memory. Uh, my client is the CEO of an um, eight-figure company, and he said that he was in the passenger seat of the car for, from his business partner, and, and we were going over some copy, and he had his laptop in the passenger seat and there was wi-fi in the car the reason he was in the car is he was driving to the airport the reason he was driving to the airport is he and his business partner were about to jump on a plane to go to a mastermind meeting for a group that his business partner belonged to the reason for that is this guy's eight-figure company is on the precipice of major huge generational change because of some 
things certain social media companies are going to do to his industry. I won't get into any detail about that. But the point is, he basically rearranged his life around going to a mastermind. That's how important masterminds are to people who understand how to use them and what you can get out of them. So with that, Stan, thanks for being here. You have a lot of experience on this topic, but for our listeners who aren't really sure, could we start at a basic level? What is a mastermind, mastermind group, and how do they work in general? Okay. Uh, one of the, let's say this small annoyances in my world is that the, the term mastermind and mastermind group, I believe has been overused, co-opted. There is no gathering of humans of any type that someone isn't calling their mastermind. So uh, what I want to talk about is I'll, I'll kind, of, kind of compare and contrast. To think of, this is what I think a mastermind traditionally was. And, and I'm in no mean, at no point am I going to try to be talking down other types of gatherings. I'm just going to try to different. Okay. Uh, the, the 30 second history is I, if, if either Napoleon Hill coined the term or popularized it. I think it's more accurate to say he brought the term to uh, more general knowledge in his book, Think and Grow Rich. Talking to Andrew Carnegie, who is a, a, a as, as wealthy as people are now, it's hard to comprehend how wealthy he is, what he was relative to uh, his fellow humans in the day. And he gave most of the credit to his success to gathering with a small group of people who thought very critically about each other's businesses and offered specific constructive advice. So that is how, what I think a mastermind group should be. So along with that, there's a couple of Specifics. I, I think if you've got more than 25 people in the room, it could be a great meeting and a great gathering. I just have a hard time calling that a mastermind. I, w- a mastermind I, w- I would agree, be- by the way. I think you're absolutely right on that. Yeah. So, so I think a mastermind should be something where there's everybody in the room both has attention paid to them and has a, an opportunity to contribute to the other people that have gathered. So I would also say that any gathering that is primarily presentation-based, either a series of speakers or there's one you know, superstar guru. If they're going to talk at you, again, it could be great content. It could be a fabulous meeting, but I, I don't call those uh, masterminds. Um, except the inputs from one, especially if those people are at least part of the business's professional speaking and they're giving a talk that they've given many times that uh, year, it, it's probably not a mastermind meeting. Um, Another, uh, I'd say the most common question I get about the mastermind group that I am currently co with John Carlton is, well, isn't it just a brainstorming session? The, the brainstorming is a small part of, of masterminding. If you go to a meeting that you consider a mastermind and your takeaway from that is you got 10 or to 20 like good ideas and, and that's the end of it, I don't think you should call that a mastermind. That's more of a brainstorm. A mastermind should really go deep on a a smaller number of specific things you can work on short term and then a vision for the longer term and get really specific feedback from people with experience. Entrepreneurs, almost none of us really need any more good ideas. We're, we're not, we have no problem with that. It's having realistic, implementable ideas and the support to bring those things to life. So that's what I think a mastermind should bring to you. Again, if you're going to call this thing a master. Yeah, that's good. And I want to um, uh, emphasize three of the words that you said realistic, implementable ideas. There's, and I'd like everyone to think about that, that there's a, there's a lot more to it than, than it sounds at first glance. So uh, Stan, moving along, what's the best thing you've ever seen for one individual coming out of a mastermind group? 
Okay, I not just our group, but you know, one of the perks of being me is I get invited to a handful of these things uh, every year. So it's hard. To, I'll give you a couple, let's say, success stories that are, are remarkable. Your results may vary, yet they're the kind of things that a mastermind, I think, is uniquely good at, at delivering. Um, just at one of the most recent meetings we had, um, the meeting you were at, one of the, uh, the people in the room was talking about their Facebook campaign and, and how recently the costs had gone out of whack and he hadn't really dove into it yet, but he was. it just seemed strange. Their spend had gone way up. And then somebody else in the room who knew something about this just offered a couple quick tips. The two of them sat down for, on a, the core of the meeting was about an hour, and the result was a $1 million a year save. That, and and, and the, the reason this was something unique to a mastermind wow. is it is unlikely, again, this guy or this business would have focused on this. Like It, it just sort of came out of the digging deep on a couple things in his business. Someone had to ask some questions, which made him stop and answer those questions. And then very quickly, like literally within a week, this, this business is going to save a million dollars a year. So that's not something he likely would have gotten out of a book or, or a training class or it's just, it was kind of that, the, the magic of the mastermind. Right, because he probably wouldn't have even gone to a consultant because he wasn't aware. He was just saying, I got all of these plates in the air and, and one of them's Facebook and someone says, wait a second. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And then, well, you know, you're spending a million dollars more than you need to. Right. So it was that kind of thing. It, it took someone in the room with specific expertise, like kind of what you did. Wait a minute, stop. <laughs> if one, Say that again. This isn't right. This is not a recent Facebook change. And then, and then it, it sort of came, I said, very quickly, there was a result. Uh, we've had a couple of people in the last year who have, let's say, niche or niche consulting practices who you know, came to the group with really small businesses, a couple of clients, and something's rolling and they're doing okay. And now... Because there's people in the room, while they're not necessarily their direct customer, these are people who buy services, that they buy consulting. So they have given uh, these two people in particular come to mind, like again, really specific feedback on that's a good idea, that works, that's implementable. And also, that's just as importantly, I could talk a lot about this. That's really confusing. And people like us are in the room like, we've tried something like that. That's really hard. Do this instead. And now both of these people have, they've done multiple live events. They, one has a, a large Facebook group, which is her primary marketing focus. Another one is uh, very niche, um, actually outside the United States in certain industries, but he's, he's got a second live event scheduled. His consulting calendar is pretty much booked. So now it's time to raise his rates. And again, there was nothing, it wasn't just like the one thing that turned it for, for these people. It was the ongoing input, uh, input of people in a mastermind where they talked about their business and got to know like what specifically about them? What were they really well positioned to do now, do the next couple of months? Not just it gets, the world's best book isn't written to you. So a lot of that information could be interesting to you. But this quarter isn't really where you're equipped. You have the pieces in place or can get the pieces, you know, can acquire those couple of pieces you need to implement. And, and that's the kind of thing that a mastermind is, I say, is, is uniquely good at getting in, information and support from people who kind of get you and I've taken the time to listen to you for a while and learn about you and your business. Okay. So let's talk about a train wreck. You got one, somebody who um, had a terrible uh, outcome as a result of what happened in, the, in a mastermind. Okay. This is an example of yeah, the, the broad topic could be, we all have some really bad ideas. It just, that's the entrepreneur's curse is we have a lot of ideas and some of them are less great than others. Um, I, I think most people are familiar with the idea, well, maybe not, because I've learned that some people never heard this. Recruiting, like someone who helps people get jobs. Their, their business is matching 
there's people, companies out there looking to hire people with certain skill sets, and there's people out there with skill sets looking for better jobs. And there's the job of a recruiter puts those people together. This is a really, it's, it's an established business. It's a real business, and it works really well in economies like now where employment is high. There's employers, if they're looking for a particular skill set, a particular person or skill set, it's not so easy to find someone who's not happy, more or less happy in their job. So the role of the recruiter is they can encourage people to look for better jobs and then bring them to employers. In 2009, when the economy crashed, and in, in the time we have been talking, thousands of qualified people would have been fired. Now that, that someone came to the group, and this was his new business idea. The, what the group was able to try, let's say, try to get across to him is, you're just, this is the wrong, to launch this with your background is probably not the best time. Effectively, you're selling resumes. That's your product. And the value of a resume is going down every minute we're talking about it this year. So this guy was, the, the economy was crashing. People were not actually jumping out of windows, but if it was 1929, they would have been. And he was saying, I'm going to sell a service to help people get jobs when the number of jobs was shrinking. Right, exactly. The number of people looking for jobs was, <laughs> the number of jobs at that moment was shrinking. So the idea that he would just part, easily step into this as a lucrative business, if there was 10 people in the room, again, one of them who is now a highly successful copywriter used to do this for a living. Okay, so that, that's really good advice. How did this turn into a train wreck? The train wreck was he was so convinced he was right and everyone else in the room with different business experience was wrong. He, he, he did this. He, he walked out of the room. Was, I got you know, a nasty email from him and I followed up and turned to a nasty phone call. How, how we just didn't understand. And he was such a, a good marketer and such a rebel that he made it work anyway, right? He made a lot of money with it. Well, no, no, no. In the end, it was six months of his life and somewhere in the, in the five figure down the drain. Okay. By not just taking the moment, like, okay, just critically thinking, these people aren't here to get me. They didn't come in here to disagree with me. And, and let's be fair. Not everyone's good at taking advice. And exactly. if you're not, maybe a mastermind's not, not for you. So um, uh, let's, let's talk about, you know, maybe just, because we're, we're getting a little short on time. One or two things that um, uh, work in masterminds as you've seen them, in your opinion, from your point of view, because you've run a successful one that's helped people save and make lots of money and, and change and grow and find themselves and all that. And, and on, the, on the other hand, um, what, so what are things that work and what's one or two things that don't? Just real quick. When you have some copy and the performance of the copy is mission critical, who you going to call? Not Ghostbusters. They don't do copy critiques last time I checked. A lot of people, from the most advanced to the up-and-coming copywriters, reach out to me. I do copy critiques. One client, Brett Alcorn, has hired me 20 times. Yep, 20 times. That's because on the very first critique I did for him, he doubled his conversions on a video sales letter. Every month, I do a handful of critiques for GKIC members. These are copywriters and small business owners who are trained and experienced, but they need another set of experienced eyes to go over their copy to take it to the next level. One A-lister told me I go over copy like an IRS auditor. Now, I wasn't sure whether to take that as a compliment or not, but he assured me it was. He said I can find the one flaw or several flaws in copy that no one else was able to and make winning suggestions on how to fix them. So when you need a copy critique, just go to 
garfinkelcoaching.com and click on the services tab, garfinkelcoaching.com for a critique. Thank you. And now back to the show. When John and I started ours, we were very clear. Like we, we, we had a very clear vision of who this was for and who it was not. Mm-hmm. That, you know, we're not, no product is for everybody. Same as a mastermind. So, so we wanted to be really clear. We were for people just, I, I can only use mine as an example and you could fill your own. It was for people who had existing businesses. This was not something for someone who had a, a good idea and had some money behind. We wanted everyone in the room. The value of being in the room was that everyone who's helping you has, has some level of business, some real world experience that's ongoing now. Uh, so we were, we were clear on, on who we were going to serve. Um, the, the, how we would structure the meetings. It, we we have a plan. So what, I mean, what have you found are the best ways to structure meetings? Uh, for us, the, the model that we are stuck with is what you know, roundtable or hot seat is kind of the traditional. It's everyone gets their time. Where there's, we, we, uh, you will have plenty of time to explain your current business, your successes, your what your challenges are, your goals, your ideas, and then get really constructive feedback. And the other thing that we were quite clear on is we the the, the group. If you go into a mastermind, everyone's just telling you everything that comes out of your mouth. That's great. Yeah, you should do something like that. It's not a mastermind. We're not hard on people, but we try to encourage asking really pointed questions, like like challenging some assumptions. Is this really the best thing? So it's, um, I'll try and say this nicely. It's not a circular love fest. Yeah. The ones that I really, if I'm going to a mastermind, exactly, you should come out challenged. You should have a moment where and if, if you're just going to argue with people, this isn't good. Or you should think critically and be open to the input. Of course, you, know, you go home and it's your business, but you should really be open to people asking you good, tough questions, thinking hard. And this is the thing that's hard to really get to your inner room. You're going to do the same. So you're, you're, whether you realize it or not, you're being challenged to think hard. And when, when it's someone else's business, but you, you're not going to just give that advice. You're going to think really carefully about what you say and why yeah. something is a good idea, and that ends up helping you. Yeah, one of the things I've found is it's a kind of communication that's maybe seen in coaching somewhat, but it's it's fairly unusual even in most business where it's not blind loyalty, no criticism, but it's not negativity either. The right. the critical negative jabs you take need to be sincerely and and truly in the in the service of helping the person um improve something in their business that they want to or that they need to not in the service of taking a shot at somebody because you're pissed off at them yeah that i guess i i it's certain the groups i've been and not just our group other groups i've been involved with i've never seen someone right comment just to attack just for the sake of proving themselves smarter talking someone down a good mastermind the people very quickly get we're all here to help each other I help myself a lot by helping you because it, it forces me to think carefully what I really understand and what are the assumptions I've been making that maybe now that, I, yeah, that is an assumption. I don't really know that. So I, I said, that's kind of, again, there's, there's lots of gatherings that are fine to presentation based, one or two rock stars. Half the presenters are going to try to sell you their program. I, those could be great meetings. I just don't think they should be called masterminds. Masterminds should be very much about the, everybody in the room should be as close to equal as possible. And even the meeting where, there's guys like you there and John Carlton is there. It's, you guys don't talk for half the time. It, it's everyone, you know, it's, the job is to get everyone to contribute. And for us as the hosts of the group to know everyone's strengths and weakness. So we know when it's time, when this yeah. is about Facebook marketing. We know when it's time to point to that person and say, you know more yeah. about it. 
and, and, and to that point, I would say I ask at least as many questions as when I talk. And when I talk, it's not in paragraphs, it's in sentences. It's like, okay, well, you should think about this or look at this or da da da. Let, let's talk about the Platinum Mastermind because we've been talking around the whole uh, idea of masterminds in general. Uh, give us a quick version from your point of view. Obviously, I have a point of view, but I'd like you, you've been to a lot more meetings than I have, and you've helped, you co founded it. What's it like, and how can people who are interested find out more about it? Okay. I'll, I'll get the how to find out more part out of the way first. Uh, head over to carltoncoaching.com and there's a big button to click on for the Platinum Mastermind group. Uh, so if you're, if you're interested to learn more about how our group works, there's, I think, all the details you want to know are there and then how to contact me to get more information. So as I said, the, we run our group really, we call it a traditional mastermind. It's very round table. Everyone gets about, you know, their hour in the sun, their hot seat, although that phrase scares some people. It's, it's a very loving experience. But it's, it's going to be positively critical, like you and I are talking about. You're, you're going to be asked, when you make a statement, this, the other experienced people in the room will ask you questions. You know, why do you believe that? Why do you think that's a good idea? Again, not to attack you, just to, uh, to help you understand if this is the right focus. Is this worth your investment? Is, this, is, this, is there another product in your life? Should you, is there more mileage in this product? It's, just, it's to get you thinking critically about your business and something that we're really adamant about. You'll, you never walk out of our meetings with 10 good ideas. If you have 10 or 20 new ideas, you're going to do zero things. It's too much. Right. We right. really try to get down to everybody has one, two, three would be an extreme number of what do you call them action items. We tend to call them homework. Like, and the, the consensus, obviously the person who's his business is like, yeah, this would, the things I should primarily focus on to improve my business starting Monday when I get back to the office are, and as I said, we, we try to get like, it's one or two things because that's really all you can do if it's at a, at a time and then based on those results people tend to stick with us for one to two years that's kind of the average and then it's like okay well last meeting we talked about this here's what i did here's what worked these were the challenges and then it's over time because master good mastermind groups people tend to stay a while you get to know each other pretty well so you really do get a sense of the person and the business and the things that they're passionate about and thus are more likely to uh, follow through on an implement and things that, okay, I'm, yeah, some business book would tell you this is a good idea, but that's not really this person or this business. So beating them up about that, that's not really good input. It's like, let's, let's find the, where the success is likely to be. So again, like uh, carltoncoaching.com has a lot of, we try to explain, this is, how, this is how the group works. This is for you. It's great. It's mostly member-based. We do bring in a special guest or two every meeting. So one or two People who you probably heard of will show up, and usually, you know, their presentation is like is usually just sitting around the table talking about something that, that they've learned recently. But we've got we had Joe Polish a couple of times, Dean Jackson, uh, Abraham, Joe Sugarman, right? Um, exactly, Susan Bratton, Susan Bratton, yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, so we we try to bring in people who are successful. But one thing that's clear, when they're in the room, we're all just sitting around the table. So again, I, I can't promise you this, but you could come to, and someone come to our meeting and you're, you're sitting next to Dean Jackson and, or Joe Polish. And for that time, you know, while you're talking about this business, you're just fellow entrepreneurs at the table. And that's something I think John, I, I give John a lot of credit. I'll, I'll say I'll give John 90% of the credit. That's one of his um, strengths that we've just built that vibe for our group. 
as opposed to other groups, which are a lot more, they call themselves masterminds, but they're very hierarchical. Well, there, there is a hierarchy. Uh, you and, and John sit in particular chairs and I accidentally sat in John's chair and he once very kindly let me know I should sit in the next chair, but that's about it. I mean, nobody's lording over anybody else. All, all right. And then if people want to contact you. Um, I can give out your email. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's at this point, that's kind of the easiest way for people to reach me. Okay, it's chat with at stan dash doll, D A H L dot com. Chat with at stan dash doll dot com. We'll, we'll put this in the show notes too. I first came across the idea of masterminds through Think and Grow Rich and quickly started one and learned a lot of lessons before I started the next one. And, uh, now I'm in one that I really am happy with. And I think that for most business owners out there, having a mastermind is probably one of the best things to leverage your community and leverage your own knowledge. I do have one question for you, Stan. And that is, um, you mentioned most of the people in the mastermind should be at the same level. I've seen masterminds where it's a bunch of people in different niches. And then I've seen masterminds where everybody is in the exact same field. What are your thoughts on that, the pros and cons of each way? Okay. Um, I think I'll answer the question. I think it's fairly, uh, you know, it's it's kind of obvious. We very much are adamant that we don't want everybody in the same market. That was one of, that was further on the list of things that we wanted our mastermind to be and not to be, is we wanted it for people to be in different businesses where they would more freely share with each other and learn from each other without just all copying each other or feeling threatened that someone was going to copy it. A lot of business is business. People who are good at marketing and think about marketing and think about staffing and processes can help each other. Um, at the same level, that was something else. We, we, we have in the same room, we have people who are by any measurement fabulously wealthy and people who are on the path. And we've also found that's valuable because the bigger the business, it's like the big ship turns more slowly. Um, they can have one idea can, can make a lot of money, but it's, they can't really do a lot in a month. It's just a bigger machine while people with startups who are like, you know, doing six figures, they can test a lot of stuff in 90 days and come back with really good knowledge. And they really help each other because again, they're, they're thinking the same way, but there's just that, that the small business can test a lot of little tools and come back with one while the big company has an IT department and there's this, and there's, you know, it's just, it, the boat turns uh, slower. So one of the risks I have seen with people who join the mastermind where they're all in the same niche, is it sold to them as this is a magic affiliate bucket? You're going to walk in there, everyone's going to love you and mail for your product. And that's why they join the group. They, they primarily join because they think this is going to get free promotion. It just doesn't, I mean, think about that. I know it's, it's easy to nod, get excited about that. But if everyone walks in the room thinking, well, everyone's just going to promote my stuff, that's mathematically impossible. Like, you know, that's some, what I mean by a circular love fest. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's just, it's not plausible. Also, the, just think if, if the more established people are just not because they've met you for five minutes and you had a cup of coffee or beer, they're not going to just start promoting you or your stuff. It has no idea if it's any good or any not. It's just, it's not how the relationship gets built. They have their own stuff to do. So one of the uh, people who have come to our group and other masterminds I've gone to that have people in different markets, that's one of the, the oops, the missteps they wish they didn't make. They joined a mastermind where everybody was in the fitness space. It was a big group. And it just, it, it was more lecture-based. They didn't really get any specific input. They got the same stuff they could have got sitting in front of YouTube videos or going to another kind of conference where it was good information, but it was not specific to them. And they didn't really 
form any deep business partnerships because it was 50 people in the room and they were just listening to lectures as opposed to talking to each other and getting to know each other and what was unique about their business that it, it might, it, when you learn what's unique about each other's business, you realize I should promote this person's stuff because it's very synergistic to my business and my list. Yeah. I want to pick up on something you said too, because there's something that doesn't happen in the real world that much. Like if you took the people in the platinum mastermind group at the last meeting, right? Um, I mean, some, some of those guys would buy a box for everybody. Some of them would be selling popcorn just to, to be in the stands. Okay. Right. And, and, but, I've never once seen anybody lord it over anyone else that their business is better or they have more money. Really, it's it's when people are in the room, there it, because it's not about business. It's it's more about mind. It's it's like everyone knows they have something to contribute and something to receive, and it doesn't have anything to do with money. Just for that period of time, once we go out to dinner, sometimes the people or money will buy dinner for everyone else, although. To be fair to the platinum mastermind, it is you are going, staying your own way most of the time. But, but in that room, it's like, yeah, there there is. It's a colleague kind of thing. It's not like everyone's equal. It's like there's not all of this these barriers and these social hierarchy that you find in the rest of life. I think that's really yeah. important because it allows for the flow of ideas and and the the, the building of wealth through conversation. It really does. One of the decisions we've made, in fact, we critically reevaluate this one about a year ago, was how many people in the room. And again, this is if you're looking for a mastermind, this is, I think, it, I'm going to explain the decision we made, but you as a joining one, this is a thing you should think carefully about. The, the, everything about a room, conversation, vibe, energy is crazy different when there's 10 people or 15 people in the room, or you double that. Like as soon as you get over 20 people, it, it's just even like everyone just can't be quiet and pay attention. Mm-hmm. We, there are masterminds where there's like the front row and then there's the back row. People can bring assistance. Well, the people in the back row, they just can't sit quietly. They're going to start talking. There's crosstalk. You can't hear. It just changes everything. So we just made the decision. We're going to turn down some of the money, but keep the buy. Like we're, we're going to make this experience what we, we stuck with the original model with everyone fits around that horseshoe table of about 14 seats. That, that, that's about it. And there's no second tier. There's no gallery. And if we bring a special guest in, uh, like, I mean, you know, we've had, like I said, the Halberts have been there, big Jason Henderson, some people, like email marketing specialists, they're one of the 14 people. They're just, they're sitting around the table like everybody else. And like you said, it's like, you don't forget that these people are, they're very successful and very smart, but in the moment, they're in the moment with you. You're all just small business owners and help trying to help. Usually it's just one person for this period of time with their business. And it doesn't, it, again, like you said, it doesn't make everybody equal. There's clearly people who got there, you know, in private jets, but, you know, they got their first class and they, they have very substantial businesses and there's people who are smaller businesses. But in the moment, that does vanish. It really does. We're just, you're kind of colleagues helping each other. And I think it's, it's the mastermind miracle. Really, where else in the world can you get that? Really? Which is why mastermind groups have, you know, been around 100 years, at least, again, since Napoleon Hill wrote, wrote the book and they're around a little before that. It's because it's for the, for the right people, it's a unique thing. You, you can't... You know, your your even your best friends who maybe have you know businesses and you've had a long time. It's just it's you don't really get in the room and do that. Um, you don't like get out of your. It's getting out of your own office and going somewhere else a couple times a year. You know, even on the plane, you're thoughtful. You know, you're you're thinking about your business. You're thinking about what 
somebody else said last meeting that you wanted to follow up on. Like it just it really gets you into a like a creative space, I think, and also a a focus space on improving. Just you know, for a couple weekends a year, take time out to you know sharpen the saw. Don't, and then you, you go back and you know we, you know we structure our groups. Almost everyone can back in the office Monday morning, which has a weird psychology with, with even with everybody. Uh, like okay, but now we hit the ground running. I, I, I got some new ideas. Let's start implementing this realistic thing where you, and see you know let's see what you know what what what, what do we have to test? What are we confident? In? Like what what are we going to work on or focus on growth uh, for the next few months? So as I said, the, the people who like what we do tend to stay a while. There are people who have come to our meetings and I, I, we're going along here. Like this is not for them. They don't want they want to be in one person in a room of two hundred. And say they went to a mastermind, but just sit and be talked to and not really talk about their own business or, you know, they, they, they don't want the benefit that comes from being challenged by other successful people and challenged in a good way, a positive way. That's just not for them. Yeah, it's so not for everybody. Not the group for them. But, but Mr. Mr. Clock is saying it's, it's no longer <laughs> for us either. So we're going to have to stop. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Where can people go if they want to check out more of your work and find out more about you? Okay, I would say uh, for the mastermind group, the simplest thing to do is head over to carltoncoaching.com and there's a big platinum mastermind group button on the page there. All right, everybody have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next time. See you next Thanks time. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye-bye. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes so you never miss an episode. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.